Open our Bibles, Romans chapter 8. The Bible says, Therefore, there is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Say, after the Spirit. And he got John chapter 3, verse 15. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And I'm not going to preach, I'm going to teach very slowly, and I want you to understand this revelation. The Bible says, 15, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but he must have everlasting life. Somebody say, whosoever believes must not perish. The word perish means to suffer. The word perish means to go through problems. The word perish means to be sick or to die. The word perish means passing through a situation that is not a situation that you wanted to pass through. Now the Bible says, For God so loved the world, that's verse 16. He goes right down there. He sent his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Now the word perish, as I said, it means to suffer. It means to be sick. It means to go through a bad situation or to be destroyed or to die. So God sent Jesus so that whosoever believeth in him should not die should not be sick, should not suffer, should not be poor, but should have everlasting life. The word everlasting means something that abides forever. It can also mean something that ever flourish. Come on, somebody say amen. I want to say hand up, say Lord, amen. amen. Now, so God sent his only begotten son, Jesus. Now, the Bible says, so that whoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Then, the 17, the Bible says, okay, just read it again. I like this. 17 says, for God sent not his, I mean, for God sent all his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Somebody say, the world through him. Say it again, the world through him might be saved. So God sent Jesus not to condemn, but the world through him might be saved. Do you know we have got so many people who they don't know 
the realities of God or the other side of God. I'm going to say something here. I want you to understand this very well, very wonderfully. There is the other side of God that many Christians you don't know. We always know him as Jehovah the healer, God, the merciful God, the savior, Jehovah Jireh, the provider. We call him God Nisi, God, the one who fights our battles, Jehovah. We call him all the names we call him. And we mention him all the names and we are not wrong, we are right. But I want you to understand one thing. There is the other side of God. Apart from God of mercy. God of love. God who forgives. There is the other side of God. That Christians don't know it. God is the lion of Judah. He is the lion. He is the thunder. He is the earthquake. We talk about Jesus. We say he is the lion of Judah. We say God himself. He looks. If, if you look at Jesus Christ. He comes like a lamb. Yet he is the lion of Judah. There's the other side that we don't know him. He's God of anger. He's God who can punish you. He's not just God who is loving and all, all that. He's God of anger. He's God who can punish you. He's also God who can, uh, can destroy you. Now, there's the other side that we must know of God. But God did not come to condemn the world. I'm going to prove to you. Go to above in the book of Isaiah. Let's see something there. Let's see something. Quickly. In the book of Isaiah. Do you love Jesus? Say I love Jesus. Alright. From verse 1. The Bible says. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Good things only. You read it there. Good things only. To proclaim liberty to the captives and opening of the prison to them that are bound. To proclaim, verse 2, the acceptable year of the Lord, comma, then says what? And the day of vengeance or the day of punishment of our God. And then to comfort all that moon. I want to see that word. The spirit of the Lord. And this was Isaiah the prophet. So he said, This is this is this is this is this is. But I want to see the book of Luke, chapter 4, verse 16. Luke chapter 4, verse 16. Or it's 16 up to 19. The Bible says, And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. Hey. And he opened the book of Isaiah, chapter 61. Jesus opened the book of Isaiah 61, and he was reading. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Which place is this? Isaiah 61. Now, he found a place which was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. 
end, he closed the book. And you'll find out that in the book of Isaiah, where it says, and announced the acceptable year of the Lord, there is comma, then it says, and the day of punishment. But Jesus, when he stopped where it says, and the acceptable year of the Lord, he closed the Bible. He didn't continue where it says, and of punishment. Because he didn't come to condemn the world, but to save the world, so that the world through him might be saved. Now, we have so many people who they always look life in a negative way. Jesus, he never read where it says in the day of punishment. When he went where there's a coma, he closed. Because he didn't come to condemn you. He didn't come to punish you. He came so that through him, you might be saved. Somebody say, hear you prophet. Now get this revelation. God sent Jesus. Now all of us, the time we received Jesus as our Lord and our personal Savior, He came in us. Now, after coming in us, the Bible says we did not receive the spirit of bondage to fear again, but we received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry out Abba Father that's Romans 8.15 we don't receive the spirit of bondage to fear again but do you know we have got so many Christians up today they always feel fear they're always afraid of their lives afraid of heaven afraid of hell and always afraid of what they're passing through, afraid if they'll make it, afraid of their health status, afraid of being sacked from work, afraid of having uh, problems with their financial statuses, afraid of marriage issues, afraid of their husbands, they're always afraid. The Bible says we did not receive the spirit of bondage to be afraid again. We received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry out, Father. In every situation, we cry out, Abba, Father. Now, get this revelation. God has made us to know Him. Say this words God has made me to know Him. Say it again. Say it again. Say, God has made me to know him. Say it again. God has made me to know him. Now, the time you gave your life to Jesus, that's what I was saying last week. There is an exchange that takes place. It's an exchange. Say it again. Say it again. Say the least an exchange. The Bible says, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. The actual translation of the word renew it also means exchange. 
Those who wait upon their Lord shall exchange their strength. To renew is to exchange. So they will exchange their strength, their human strength, with God's strength. And the Bible says, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall move up like eagles. In whatever they shall do, they shall not faint, never getting tired. But we find out that so many people who are fainting, businesses are getting tired, things are not moving the way they're supposed to move. But what did the Bible say? The Bible says he did not come to condemn you. He came so that through him, you might be saved. So you have got Jesus that you have received that is in you. Now the Bible says he died on the cross so that you must not perish. Now to perish, as I said, is to suffer, to be sick. But how many people are sick today? How many people are suffering today? How many are perishing today? Many people. Why? It's because they don't know that there is a life after the Spirit. Praise the Lord. The Bible says in the book of Romans 8 verse 1. Now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation to those who don't walk after the flesh, but they walk after the spirit. Meaning to say, if you walk after the flesh, there is condemnation. If you walk after the spirit, there is no condemnation. So to walk after the flesh is to live like a human being. Where you involve your human reasoning capacities into action. You sit down and you begin to think like a human being. And you always see problems around you. That's walking after the flesh. But there's another life that is after the spirit. Now, after the flesh is when you begin to look at your problems and evaluate them and see what you're passing through and say, but how am I going to do this? That's after the flesh. Now, Romans chapter 8, the same chapter 8, if you go to verse 5, 6, 7, it says, he who is earthly is earthly. He who is spiritual is spiritual. And to be earthly minded, it is to die. But to be spiritual minded, to be spiritually or to be spiritual minded, it is life and peace. Now, when you look at your situations, what you are passing through, the problems around you, and you begin to think about them and you can't sleep, and you begin, what, okay, so what will happen here? When I get married, oh, look at this problem, oh, look at that situation, and this is happening, this is happening. That's to be carnal or to be carnally or to be every, you are every minded. Now, in the book of James chapter 4, verse 4, the Bible says, he who loves the world, he is an enemy of God. In the book of James, the Bible says, the wisdom of this earth, it is unspiritual. It is demonic. The human wisdom, it is not spiritual. It is of this earth. That's why there's a way to be born again. Meaning to say that you take off all your humanity out of you and you take in all God's humanity and you put inside. So it's no longer you who lives. That's where Paul said the life I have is no longer I who lives but Christ who lives in me. 
That's to exchange your strength with God's strength. So God takes away your strength and he gives you his strength. So that you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. It's no longer you who lives, the Christ who lives inside of you. Come on, somebody say, I hear you, prophet. That's why it's difficult to say, I am passing through a problem. I'm sick. Because the life that you have now, it has been exchanged with God's life. He came so that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, should not be sick, should not die, should not, but should have everlasting life. But why are we having people dying premature deaths? And you cry out, and you cry out, oh my child is gone, is gone, is gone, is gone. Wow, God gave me and he has taken. That's an Old Testament talking. Jesus Christ, he is there. Listen to this. The only difference between the Christians, it is not of the power they have. It's not the glory they, con they contain. It is the glory they carry. The Bible says in the last days, the glory of the Lord shall be stronger than the glory of the former house. Then it says, and the knowledge of the glory shall fill the earth, that's Habakkuk, as waters covers the sea. He didn't say the knowledge shall fill the earth. He said the knowledge of that glory. So what matters is this. We want the glory in our family, in our finances, in everything. But listen to this. We we'll only have the glory by the knowledge. The Bible didn't say the knowledge only. No. The Bible didn't say the glory only. No. But the knowledge of the glory. So it is the knowledge of the glory. So the word knowledge comes from the Greek word, the gnosis. Now the gnosis, it is the knowledge, which means the know-how. How much you know about it. Uh, I'm going to tell somebody here. How much information you know about a particular event. Now the Bible says the knowledge of the glory. The knowledge of the glory. The knowledge of the gnosis. The knowledge it is the know-how. Praise God. It is the know-how. How much you know about Christianity. How much you know about you being a child of God. How much do you know about it? Now the Bible says the knowledge of the glory shall cover the earth as waters. Not the glory. Not God's power. But the knowledge of that power. So we have got so many Christians with the glory. But not with the knowledge of the glory they carry. They even don't know that in them there is Jesus. They even don't know that the life they live now is no longer them who lives, but Christ who lives inside of them. They don't even know that if you are in Christ Jesus, you become a new creation. Old things are taken away. Behold, new things have come. Cases are gone. Sicknesses are gone. Behold, new things have come. So they keep on living after the flesh, not after the spirit. Jesus said, 
and to announce the acceptable of the Lord. And he closed the book. Because to him, there's no condemnation. But most of Christians, they go through condemnation. Not because someone's condemning them. They self-condemn themselves. Me, I'm passing through this. All people are talking about this. All that one is going, hey, all this. The Bible says there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. There's no condemnation. Stop condemnations. Condemning your wife, condemning your husband, condemning everybody. And somebody points you with a finger. Listen, this the Bible says there is no condemnation. They can condemn you, but it's written of you. There's no condemnation. Whatever is trying to condemn you, to speak against you, to judge you, the Bible says there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ. Those who don't walk after the flesh, but after the spirit. So the life that you have, say the life that I have, it's not me who lives. But Christ who lives in me. Now, I want you to think this. You are entering in the house. You are entering in the house. Right? And then, in that house, they tell you something. That in this house that you are entering, there are strange things that are happening. Demonic powers and influences. For example, there are some houses I've seen and heard that some people say, I entered in this house, I don't sleep ever since. I entered in this house, some things, strange things take place. How many ever heard some people saying that? That uh, they ever entered or ever heard of people saying, after entering a new house, they had strange dreams and strange things happening in the, in the night. And let's take an example. They tell you that, no, you can't enter that house because so strange things happen in that house. And you say, I can't, oh, so I, I can't enter that house because of strange things happening. Then it means you are also ethnic. I want you to see Jesus in you. If you enter that house, it's not you entering, but Jesus who lives inside of you. Ever heard people saying, they are sleeping in the night, then they hear something moving on the roof. I say, in the name of Jesus, I command you, fire. I know you. I know you. You, you are Mr. Thompson. What a ghost fire. I, you... You, do you know what a ghost fire? <laughs> do you know what a ghost fire? If you know the life that you have in Christ and the rights that you have as a son of God, the Bible says that they were given the right to become sons of God. You are not a son unlawfully or illegally. You are a son by a right to those who received him. We are given the right to become sons of God. So you have the right. So you operate from the right of being a son. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. This earth was created by God by a spoken word. And he molded you with his hands. 
You were not created by a spoken word. You were created by the works of the hands. God had to take his time and took soil and he took his time on you. And what is the sickness doing in your body? What is asthma doing in your body? What is cancer doing in your body? He took his time creating you not for sickness but for the glory of the Father. That board of yours, it is the house of God. It's not a house of cancer. Now the Bible says that now there's no condemnation to those who don't walk after the flesh, but to those who walk after the spirit. Say this words, there's no condemnation. I have seen so many Christians, they are always sin-minded. And do you know what is going to make others enter heaven and others remain? It is the consciousness. It is the consciousness of sin. And the consciousness of righteousness. Say the consciousness. Consciousness is the reasoning. The ability to have a judgment in your mind over something. Consciousness. So there are so many people who are sin conscious. Every time they think of sin, and we see every time we received Jesus by faith. And we are righteous by faith. Jesus lives in our hearts by faith. Do you know if I can say, now, the world is ending tomorrow. Do you know how different consciousness? Some will say, I don't, I, I don't think I'll make it. And you judge yourself. And what will make others rapture and others remain is consciousness. But those who know Christ lives in me. I am righteous. I am clean. That's John chapter 3. I'm oh, sorry. John chapter 15. Give us John chapter 15 verse 3. The Bible says you are already clean by the word of God. You already what? By what? You are already clean by the word of God. Come on, somebody say consciousness. I can't hear you. Say consciousness. Praise God. I said praise the Lord. That hallelujah is paralyzed. I said praise the Lord. John 15 verse 3. John 15. Not 3.15. But 15 verse 3. I want you to see something there. It's very wonderful. Very wonderful. You are already clean. By the words that I've spoken unto you. You already what? Clean. So what cleanses you? It is the word. 
that has been spoken unto your life. Now, the more you read the word and take the word into your system, into your life, the more clean you become. Now, there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation. No perishing. But many people are perishing. Do you know why? Because they take things, they do things without a revelation and without the knowledge. Now, when you received Jesus, you received his body, his flesh, and his blood. That's why we have what we call Holy Communion. The blood of Jesus. It is the life. Because in the blood of Jesus, there is where the life is demonstrated. And in his flesh, that's where there is faith and belief. That's what the Bible says, whosoever does not believe that Jesus came in the flesh, he is not of Christ. He's the Antichrist because he came in the flesh. So his flesh signifies the faith we have in him. And we have the life through the blood that was shed. Hello? Now, if we received Jesus, we took his life and we took the faith, which is body. So when the people are taking water communion, the flesh signifies the faith that we believe that he came in the flesh. And the blood, which is we take the blood when we say, okay, let's, shall we take off the... It's the life that we take. Listen to this. First Corinthians 11. First Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter 11. Are you there? From verse 28. But let every man examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eats and drinks condemnation to himself, not discerning the lost body. So the body of Christ must be discerned. So he who eats unworthily is when you don't have the knowledge of what are you doing. So you eat condemnation for yourself. Because you don't discern what is the body of Christ. Hello? Now, 30. For this cause, many are weak and sick among you. Why are they sick? Why are they weak? It's because they take the body of Christ without knowledge. They received Jesus without knowledge. They say they are sons of God without knowledge. This is the reason why many among you are sick, are weak, and many, it continues, are dying. Because you take the body of Christ without knowledge. And we have got so many people who say, I received Jesus. Yet nothing in their lives is moving. Because they have got no knowledge of the body of Christ. For this cause, many are sick. But the Bible says there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation. There is no judgment. There is no problem 
to those who are in Christ Jesus, they that don't walk after the flesh, but they walk after the spirit. Now my question is this, have you been walking after the spirit or after the flesh? To walk, to be physical, it is to think like a physical man. To see things as a physical man and make judgments as a physical man. But the Bible says, he who is spiritual, Karavazo Shanta. Hey, hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 2. First Corinthians chapter 2. Let's see something here. For what man knoweth the things of man, said the spirit of man which is in him. Even so the things of God knows no man but the, but the spirit of God. Hmm. 12. Now we have received not the spirit of this world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. So the spirit of the world will make you not know the things that have been freely given to you. But the spirit that is from God will make us know the things that have been freely be given to us. 13. Which things also we speak? Not in ways which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. Comparing spiritual things with unspiritual. I'm sorry. Comparing spiritual things with the spiritual. Comparing spiritual things with the spiritual. Not what the man's wisdom teaches, but what Holy Ghost wisdom teaches. So there's a man's wisdom and then there's God's wisdom. So the moment you are not having Christ in you, you use man's wisdom. The moment you receive Jesus, man's wisdom goes out and Christ's wisdom comes in. Alright, let's go, let's go, let's, let's see this. First Corinthians chapter 1. Chapter 1, the same, uh, uh, first Corinthians, let's go to chapter 1. Verse 30. But of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us what? Jesus has been made unto us what? He has been made unto us wisdom. Come on, somebody say wisdom. Church, say wisdom. Jesus has been made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption so the moment you receive jesus your man's wisdom goes out that's what the bible says teaching not man's wisdom but what it goes to wisdom so jesus when he comes in your in your heart man's wisdom goes out what happens you receive jesus wisdom now the bible says and jesus has been made unto us a wisdom that's why there are some things you don't need to involve human wisdom with human wisdom it is impossible but with God's wisdom nothing is impossible with God that's why Mary answered with human wisdom she said how is it going to be for I don't know any man then the angel said come on Mary this is not going to work with human wisdom is going to work with the ghost wisdom. He said, The Holy Ghost shall come upon you in power, and what shall be born out of you shall be of the Spirit. Why? Because not human wisdom can do this, but ghost wisdom. 
Now, the moment you received Jesus Christ, your old life went out. You, you got Christ in you. It's no longer you who thinks, but Christ who thinks in you. That's why if I look at you, and Jesus is thinking through me, and if I look at you, then I think your name is Matthews. I say your name is Matthews. You say it's true. My name is Matthews. Because I don't have my own wisdom, but Christ's wisdom is in me. Am I talking to somebody? Then I look at it and say, and then I think, I think you have got a house of four rooms. I say, I've got a house of four rooms. He say, hey, Papa, you are dangerous. Just think you are in heaven. I ask you for the second time. For the second time, I'm asking this question. And then I've got tumors in your stomach. Then God says, be healed. In heaven, right? How many years can you take to be healed? You'll be healed right there. Because it's in heaven. Now, Jesus said, if you pray, you must say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done as it is in heaven. Let it be on earth. What happens in heaven? Instantly. On earth also it must be what? If I say be blessed, the blessing must happen instantly. Be healed. You must be healed instantly. That's why we were commanding legs. You leg, grow. It was growing instantly. Not tomorrow. Instantly. Because the will of God has to be done as it is in heaven, as well as on earth. But these things happen if you understand the right of you being a child of God. The moment you received Jesus Christ, you became a new creation. Your old self went out. You got new life. That is a Christ Jesus. Your thinking must change. Your seeing of things must change. Your mentality must change. Why? Because it's no longer you who lives, but Christ who lives in you. Put your hands together for the Lord.